This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Off the draw, centering pass. Here's Brodzak. Shoots and scores. Set up by Kara. And Edmonton extends to a 4-2 lead. The fourth line. And Kyle Brodziak has struck again. Two for Kyle Brodziak tonight. That turns out to be the game winner as the Edmonton Oilers knock off the Detroit Red Wings 4-3. Drake Kajula and Alex Chason also scored. They are hot. Chason, six goals in eight games. His shooting percentage for the year is 46.2, and Kajula has five goals in his last five games. How about this on the road for the Oilers? They have won five straight away from Rogers' place. The team record for consecutive road wins is eight. That was back December of 86 through January of 87, and for the season, the Oilers improved to eight, four, and one. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. From the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center, earlier today, the Edmonton Eskimos won their final game 33-24 over Winnipeg. They're out of the playoffs. They finish at 9-9. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for checking in. You can call 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. We'll get to your feedback in a few minutes. And, of course, we'll have more post-game reaction from the Oilers' room. Miko Koskinen is your winning goaltender. He's 3-0 as an Oiler. And uh, he winds up making 23 saves tonight. But first of all, Rob, we've been talking about players. Uh, you know, it's been a theme, and it probably will be throughout the season. Players named not not named McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, or Drysaitel contributing. Well, two guys who have been doing that have been Kajula and Chason. I mentioned their stats, but Brodziak steps up with a couple big ones tonight too. Yeah, it it's, seems like a theme over the last few games. Other players have been stepping up for the Oilers. We talked before the game how the Oilers could come into this one with a little confidence because they won a game uh, where Connor McDavid was just almost human-looking last game. And uh, the, the other players picked it up around it for him. And then again tonight, I thought Connor was good. I know he got first star, but uh, to me, the, the difference in this game was the way the fourth line dominated when they were out there. They score a couple big goals. They keep momentum going in the right direction. And, and this was a, a, an effort that the Oilers can feel that everyone contributed. And they can feel good about themselves going forward that, you know, the last few games, Connor's been good, but it's not what we've seen where he's, you know, electrifying and, and taking over complete games. And you know those are going to come again. And now you're feeling, wow, you know what this team could really get going. You know, if Connor's on top of his game, Leon's there. We've got a fourth line that's dominating. We just need that third line to find a way to click. And what Todd McCullough now has with a, a healthy Ty Ratty back is he's got options. 
So now there's going to be competition for ice time and who you're going to put in. And I think the only line that you've got to worry about right now and get going is the Strom line. And they weren't bad tonight, but they can get better. And that bodes well for the Oilers going, especially on this road trip where they're going to see some tough teams in the next few nights. Shots were 42-26 for the Oilers, including 16-6 in the second period where they really controlled the game. Detroit got a goal in the final minute, bounce off the backboards, hit Koskinen, skate, and trickled over the goal line. Kind of a, a funny one. So uh, the Oilers with 42 shots. Every skater had a shot on goal. Reader led the way with five. Uh, Pugliarvi had four. Brodziak had four other leaders in that department. Oilers win 53% of the faceoffs, led by Brodziak. Huge game for him. Uh, he was eight for 11 in the face-off circle. Not enough to get first star in Detroit. I, Man, tough, tough. You're a fourth-line <laughs> player. You have a two-goal game. You're dominant in the face-off circle. I, I think Connor might have been picked before the game. Yeah, I mean, I realize the, the stars go to a, another building, and they but, tend to be watched, and he, he did have a good game, but yeah, geez. I mean, Brozniak might, might, might not have another two-goal game the rest of his career. You're and right. He doesn't, he doesn't get to be first star. When a fourth line's that dominant, they deserve a little bit of uh, uh, accolade. And, and, and as much as we talked about Brozniak having the two goals, both plays were set up by nice passes by Jujar Kara. I mean, great plays, great vision. The second one, especially, he had two guys on him. He fought off two guys, makes the pass to Brodziak, who uses Cassian as a screen. So Cassian on the first goal gets no points on them. First goal was set up by his forecheck, creating a turnover. Second goal was set up by him being in the eyes of the goaltender. And you and I have talked about that a lot as of late. Don't just stand beside the goalie. Stand in front of the goalie. And that one right there, Brodziak walked in. The goalie had no idea where he was. He allowed himself to find the best shooting angle and then puts the puck in. So that one, Cassian, no points on the two goals, but big contributor on both of them. All right, Miko Koskinen, his first couple starts of the preseason, I, I mean, we're not good. We're mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, what is up with this guy? Can he play in, in the NHL? Can he play in North America? Got a little steadier, but we still weren't sure, and then he doesn't get in until the ninth game of the season. So you still weren't sure because you weren't seeing him. Well, now he's 3-0, and and uh, over these last five games, he started three of them, two in a row, shuts out Chicago. And, you know, there weren't a lot of shots tonight, but I, I thought this was another solid game, and we're going to have his incredible save. Uh, we'll play the highlight of his incredible save later on tonight, too. Well, you want a, a backup goaltender, which he is, which he is right now, to, to come in and give you quality starts, and that's three in a row. He's won two on the road, uh, including going into Nashville. He, he, he had a shutout on home ice in his first real game uh, in, in Edmonton, and he's looked solid in all of them. And what you're going to see here is what we, never, we haven't seen enough of is uh, Talbot getting rest. And I don't know how the goaltending situation is going to go the next two games, but it's back-to-back. But whichever way it goes, Talbot's going to sit out three or four games. And I don't know, after we saw the first two exhibition games, we didn't think that was going to be happening unless there was an injury to Cam Talbot. So uh, Koskinen has put himself into the equation where the coach can now put him in when he feels like it, not when he knows that Talbot needs a rest. He can say, you know what? We, I feel he can win this hockey game for us. So uh, it was a very good start for Koskinen. And again, he's just gaining trust with the coaching staff and gaining trust with his teammates. Yeah, I, I don't see a single negative thing about this. I, you know, I know some people say, oh, now is there going to be a goalie controversy? How is Talbot's going to react to this? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, 
they're going to react like it's life in the <laughs> NHL. I mean, I don't think either. I don't think Talbot's sitting there in shock that this is happening. I don't think Koskinen is now all of a sudden thinking, "Well, I'm the hero. I better play 60 games." I mean, sometimes you you might need your backup to play six out of ten. I I look back at the Washington Capitals in the playoffs last year. Philip Grubauer started the first two games of the postseason because they thought at that time he was playing better than Braden Holtby. Mm-hmm. They and lose both in overtime to Columbus. Holtby comes back in. So if Koskinen can keep being solid, if Talbot continues to look like he's uh, returning to form, I, I think overall he's been he's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is a, a situation that, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but this is a situation that the Oilers haven't had for a while and would be extremely, extremely positive if both guys are, are playing well. Well, Koskinen's mindset, and and not speaking for him, but I'm guessing his his mindset coming here, he wanted to be the number one goaltender in Edmonton. And every backup goalie should believe that. That I'm going to play so good, they're going to have to play me again. And that that's what you want your, your teammate to be. If some guy gets a chance to play on with Connor McDavid, I'm going to be so good they can never take me off. Or I'm going to go on the fourth line and get my chance. Today. I'm going to play. This is, I'm, going to, I'm going to do everything that they need me to do so that the coach can never pull me out of the lineup. So Koskinen's goal is to steal the, steal the crease. And you still support your teammate. And uh, there's no difference between two goaltenders battling for playing time as there is for the four right wingers or guys battling to be on the power play or guys battling to get see who gets to go on the penalty killing. There's always competition. If you don't have competition, it means your team isn't very good and you're not going to go far. You need depth. And right now the Edmonton Oilers are getting depth up front and they're getting depth in the goaltending situation, so that is a good thing. Oilers win 4-3 over the Red Wings. We'll get to your phone calls in a couple of minutes, but two goals tonight for Kyle Brodziak. In 2009, and then you added another one for insurance. How good did that feel up there? Uh, it felt really good. Uh, you know, I thought as a line, uh, we've been we've been starting to get better and better every game. I felt like we were getting close, and um, you know you never really know when you're when that first one's going to come. So uh, definitely felt good, but uh, I think overall just uh, the three of us worked really well tonight together. Dating back to the Chicago game in Chicago last week or this past week rather, McGay called you guys the best line on the ice. Have you guys really just been kind of getting into groove over these last uh, games? Yeah, I, I think you know it took us. You know, it took us a few games to, to really get going, but we, we there was a lot of dialogue between us. Uh, we knew we we uh, were better than what we were showing, and um, you know just what we needed to accomplish. I thought, uh, you know, every game for for a little while now, we felt like we've been getting better and better, and um, just haven't really been able to cash in on it yet. But uh, you know, tonight was uh, you know it was a, a good feeling to be able to do that, and uh, we know we got to keep rolling with it. Can you talk about Koskinen and stop tonight? Oh well? yeah, it was unbelievable. It was almost one of those ones where you, you almost turn your head away before it. There, you could just see there's so much net, and then his glove came out of nowhere. It was, it was unreal. Did you like to replay that last goal you scored as an Oiler back in 2009? Uh, no. Uh, Gene just asked me about it, and I, I, I honestly don't, I don't really remember it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to... I don't even know if they... No, I don't even know if they have keep video from that long ago. <laughs> I've tried seeing some of the old ones from uh, when I was an oiler. They're tough to find. Um, the second one was early in my shot, too. Uh, yeah, it was a great play uh, from um, from JJ out into the slot. And, uh, yeah, I looked up and Cass had... Oh, sorry, Cass had... Uh, you know, pretty much occupying two guys there and getting in the goalie's eyes, and it, it was, uh, you know, 
I just just tried to hold on to it until something opened up, and uh, you know it was, it was again just um, you know great play by by everyone involved. First one go by his glove or did it drop or what? Your first goal? Um, the first one, uh, it was good pass in the slot, and I. Uh, you know, I got a lot on the shot, uh, but just the angle, I couldn't really see. I couldn't really, uh, you know, the, the guy's body was in the way, so I didn't really see how it went in, but um, I saw JJ reacting, so then that's when, once I saw him celebrating, then I knew it went in. Good stash, too. Yeah, I guess uh, I might have to keep it for even longer, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> it, it, it feels weird, but I'll, I'll get used to it if we uh, if we keep playing like that. Kyle, on the first goal of the night, uh, Katrilla got one 12 seconds in. On your first one, there's also another great forecheck. Has forecheck been an area of emphasis? Uh, yeah, in the group? yeah, I think you know we're we're playing a, a a real good controlled game right now. Where you know if there's a play to be made, we make the play. But um, you know when teams are playing tight like that, we just got to get it in, go to work, and, and we're creating a lot of turnovers. And um, you know I think we're starting to see some some good results from it we're we're frustrating to play against we're 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 scoring some goals off off the forecheck and off turnovers which is nice so uh guys are really building to, uh, a trust in that area is that the biggest difference we want that is Kyle Brodziak of your Edmonton Oilers. Two goals tonight. The Oilers win 4-3 in Detroit. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. You can get us 780-496-0063. We have Clayton on the line. Hi, Clayton. Thanks for calling. Yeah, what a game, eh? Another well, I thought they played pretty well. I thought they played pretty well, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a couple things. Uh, well, Captain Obvious right off the bat. Like, what a what a pickpocket master Connor is. It's just unbelievable. He can just come right behind anybody and change the play. Just And and you think they're going the other way, and he just comes out of nowhere, and he's, he's just the, like, pickpocket master. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because Rob will probably want to jump in about McDavid's ability to to sort of swipe the puck or or keep it alive. Sometimes even with one hand on his stick, it, it's his strength. It's his strength in his wrist and his strength in his forearms. Um, most guys, if you see trying to to take steal a puck or to as you say pickpocket, they've got both arms on their stick, both hands on the stick. They're trying to lift it and move it. Connor will have two guys draped on him, and he'll have one arm on the stick, and he's still stronger than the guy that has two. And that is core strength, but that is forearm strength. It is uncanny, his ability. I know the only player I've ever seen that is as good as him was Pavel Datsuk. And they were the same type of player that uh, they would just sneak up behind you, get your stick up, and they'd have the strength to turn and go the other way. So, yeah, he's as good. Although, uh, tonight, Ryan Nugent Hopkins did it a little later. And another unbelievable play just snuck up behind that guy. And the Oilers are much better this year on back pressure and much better on stick-on puck, stealing pucks away from the other guys and then creating chances out of it. You had something else, Clayton? Yeah, well, that was going to be my point is, you know, I I see how much it's rubbed off on the other guys, you know, because uh, they see what he does and, and... They're getting better at it, you know. So right on, and and also, you know, Kajula. I mean, this this guy is playing pretty good, getting the chance that he's getting with his minutes, and he's taking advantage. Absolutely. Well, he's yeah. checking well, he's digging for pucks, and and he's able to get his shot away. Clayton, we're going to finish the play with you. If you are correct here, we're going to give you. A slip into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at a thousand bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. Fast track cardingedmonton.com.
Jujar Kara left wing. Tried to work his way around. Cholosky could not. And then Cholosky gave it away. Kara centers one-timer score. Kyle Brodziak with his first goal as an oiler. And Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. All right, Clayton. So that's Brodziak's first goal tonight. It was his first goal as an oiler in how many days? 3,500 or 350? Oh, he was long, it was back in 09 last time he scored. So how many days? 3500 or 350? Yeah. 3500. Absolutely. 3508 to be exact. <laughs> Hang on the line, okay, Clayton? Okay. Clayton wins finish the play tonight. Yes, I looked that up because I'm a nerd. Well, I, as soon as he scored, I'm like, that's been a long time since he scored for the Oilers. It's got to be the longest. I think you looked that up too. We think unofficially, Rob and I think that is the longest gap between goals as an Oiler. Mm-hmm. I quickly, because Ryan Smith wasn't gone. Not as long as, as that. long. Uh, I, I, Glenn Anderson came to mind, but he was only gone four or five years. Comrie was gone, but I don't think it was that it long. It wouldn't have been that long. I mean, it was no. almost, almost, it's almost a decade for Brodziak. Yeah. Well, good for him. Somebody, somebody will think of it if there's somebody who was uh, longer. All right. 780-496-0063. Oilers win 4-3 over the wings. We have Robert standing by as well. Hello, Robert. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Doing well. Uh, I, I want to talk about the uh, the fourth line tonight. I thought I thought that line was uh, absolutely dominant. It took took some of the pressure off the guys like Connor and Leon and you know some of the the, the, the top guys. And also I thought Chase on he was he's really he's really he, he's really on his game. How did, I mean I mean how could how, you can't you can't take him off that line. He's he, he's on fire and you know his his the shooting percentage. Of, Forty-six point two. That's that's obviously not going to last all year, but I mean, he's, he's off to a, a hot start. And then I also wanted to mention that Koskinen. I mean, despite letting in the three goals, maybe the two gifty ones. I think he was Koskinen played it very well. He made some good saves, especially that highlight reel glove save. And you know, I think that, like a, like you guys talked about earlier, it gives definitely gives the coaching staff the uh, the opportunity to put him in. And, and give a gift Talbot that's whether whether Talbot needs it or not. Yeah, I think so, Robert. I, I think that's a really good point. I don't know who's going to start on Monday. Uh, they do play Washington. Talbot beat Washington earlier this year. Do you put him in, or do you say, okay, Costin, keep rolling for a while? I think you go to the goalie coach, and you talk to the goalie coach, which one is Talbot. I mean, because you're not really going to know which one Koskinen's better against because right. he doesn't have a... A resume with with NHL games, but you go to the goalie coach. Which which team suits Talbot better? Which one has he had more success with? Is he better in a certain rink? And then he gets that game, and Koskinen gets the other. So uh, you're going to split them anyway. So find out the the best stats for Talbot, and then they play both games. And then after both the games, you look to see who plays the one following that. And I think right now, with the way Koskinen is challenging Talbot, I think that. Uh, if 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 he's playing better, you play him. If not, Talbot Talbot's still your starter, but Koskin is certainly pushing for more ice time. All right, the Oilers win 4-3 in Detroit. Oh, they just needed an empty netter, and we could have turned on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Whenever the Oilers get five or more in a game, we turn it on, and you can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village downtown Southside and Northside. You'll hear from head coach Todd McClellan. Gary is up next on the phones. Oilers take it 4-3. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. 
Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Witkowski up through center. Bertuzzi has Larson beat centers. Rich on what a glove save made by Miko Koskinen on Martin Furk. An unbelievable stop keeping the Oilers ahead 2-1. to one. The save of the game. A beauty by Koskinen on Martin. I'd like to buy a vowel Furk. Courtesy Jiffy Loop. Keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLoopService.ca. Koskinen 23 saves. The Oilers win 4-3 in Detroit. 780-496-0063 will bring Landon onto the show. Hi, Landon. Hey, uh, Reed. How are you? Doing well. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, Koskinen a little bit. He had a really good game tonight. And uh, one thing I noticed about him in the three games that he's played is uh, he's got a bit of a different style than Cam Talbot. He doesn't play so much positionally, like, yeah, he's he's in the right spots to uh, get the puck normally, but he's got like a very uh, butterfly style kind of, and I've noticed that style is kind of fading away since like the mid to late 2000s. There, what do you guys think about that? Well, his style would be different from Talbot just because of his size. So there's things he's able to do or could do, or the co- the goalie coaching staff could decide to do differently with him because he's so big. Um, I honestly, I, as I say with Reed a lot, I'm, yeah, I'm not a goalie coach. I, and and so. Landon, obviously, uh, this may shock you, Landon. I didn't play goal in the NHL. <laughs> I will. I I'll just bring up this quickly here. I I got to interview Andy Moog about uh, three or four weeks ago. We were mostly talking about the goalies complaining about the bruises from the equipment. <laughs> well, it was one goalie really, but Andy kind of corrected me. He said goalies aren't butterfly or stand up. Butterfly is one way of stopping the puck. And the high-end goalies, you got to quickly decide when the puck is coming or when you think the shot is going to take it, be taken, what method you're going to use to stop it. Now, a lot of goalies do kind of go down or, or, or go down before the shot and try to take the lower part of the net, net of the way, but I thought that, uh, that was interesting what Andy said. Well, and he's, he's able to go down and still cover big parts of the net because he's so big. Um, Talbot, to me, when Talbot's on, is a very positional goaltender. He, he's a very smart goaltender. He gets in the position. He reads the play well. Koskinen tonight, we've seen a few times, he has to, he lunges uh, and has to make bigger saves, but his body and his width and his wingspan allow him to make those, well, we saw tonight, the, the great saves. So Koskinen, the biggest thing to me that I saw early in preseason, everything hit him and bounced off him. And he never swallowed anything up. He's doing a much better job of that. All right, Oilers win 4-3 in... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Detroit, more your phone calls, more post-game reaction when we get back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. The Oilers have won five straight on the road. They're 8-4-1 on the season. A 4-3 win tonight 
in Detroit. Kyle Brodziak scores twice as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. The Lightning beat the Canadians 4-1. Tampa Bay now 9-3-1 on the season. Islanders shut out the Devils 3-zip. Jordan Eberle got his fourth of the season. Maple Leafs ring up the Penguins 5-0. Starge, uh, the Stars edge the Capitals 4-3. In overtime, Oilers at Caps on Monday. The Wild are beating the Blues 5-1 late in the third. Predators up 1-0 on Boston late in the third. First period, Golden Knights with a 1-0 lead on the Hurricanes. First period in Calgary, Flames up 1-0 on the Blackhawks. Sabres beat the Senators earlier 9-2. In swift current, the Broncos lead the Edmonton Oil Kings 3-2 after two. Earlier today, the Edmonton Eskimos finish off their season by beating Winnipeg 33-24, Edmonton 9-9 out of the playoffs. And Calgary leads BC 3-0 halfway through the first quarter. That's the biggest game this weekend. Calgary must win to clinch first place in the West. If they don't, Saskatchewan gets first, and that's your scoring recap for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Hope you're having a great Saturday night. We will get to Christian on the phone line in a couple of minutes, but first back to Detroit, and here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Two goals on the night. Uh, you could see how happy the boys were for him when he got his first one. Uh, what does that mean to you as a coach and the rest of the team? Well, not so uh, so important what it means to me. It's what it means to the guys in the locker room. And as you mentioned, it was... Uh, a uh, pretty exciting night for him and for his teammates, and we rallied around that line, I thought. Um, not only did they score a couple of goals, but they were uh, consistently one of our better four-checking lines and created a number of um, offensive opportunities. So a uh, tremendous night for them. I'm, I'm glad they're starting to gel and, and find their game because it uh, allows us to distribute minutes uh, a little bit more evenly than maybe we have in the past. Uh, going back to the weekend, uh, Chicago specifically, Connor McDavid called the fourth line the best line of that game. And over the last stretch, they've been seem like they're in a mojo. Is it just a matter of them simplifying and being productive that's been leading to offensive chances? I think they've been playing very direct hockey. Not a lot of hope plays, not a lot of uh, fancy or cute stuff. They are, they're big, they're physical, and they can all skate and think. So when they put those... Uh, those tools to use in the other team's uh, zone, uh, you have a tendency to, to succeed, pardon me, and um, right now they're doing that on a consistent basis. They're allowing their uh, their assets to come out, and um, like I said earlier, it's uh, it's a good thing for our team. You scored that early, and you had a couple of chances right after that. I mean, you guys were really right on top of them early in the game, and it was looking like, oh, you guys could be up 3 nothing. They hung around, hung around. Yeah, right to the, the bitter end, um, although I, I felt good about our game we we felt like we were in control the whole night um you know even when they scored there wasn't a lot of panic on our behalf we we believed we could push again and push back so um you know maturing learning how to win different types of games and uh tonight was a a little different maybe than the ones in the past kind of bizarre goals they were getting to a baseball swing went off the backboard yeah you know and that you got to build those into a game. They they happen sometimes, and you got to overcome them. And, <coughs> pardon me. In the past, uh, I'm thinking only to last year, we may not have been able to do that. So uh, this year, we found a way to uh, to do it, and uh, it feels like we're gaining some confidence and some traction as a team. And, Something we want to continue as we uh, enter some tough buildings on this road trip. I mean, nice save, Costas. 
very nice save on the the two on one. Um, I thought Miko had another confident good night. Um, strange goals, um, not much he can do about them. Uh, but other than that, he was solid. Our guys feel confident when he's in there. Todd, on the first goal of the game, Kadrula uh, was a beneficiary of a McDavid forecheck. On the third goal of the game, it was Bronziak's turn after a Cassian forecheck. Is that an area of emphasis that you've, you guys maybe kind of worked on and just saw the results of today? We'll go back to day one at training camp, really, when we made some adjustments to how we wanted to attack in the offensive zone. Um, changed a few things from the past, and uh, it takes a while for a team to grasp some new ideas and, and break old habits. But um, right now, we still have a tendency to to uh, want to follow that and we're getting rewarded for it and um, you know in, in my opinion our four check has a lot more skate in it than it has in the past less glide and um, it's been effective chase on shoots the other hits the poster it's going in the net it's hot right now um, you know good for him he's he finds open ice and he can finish uh, he's playing with a, a very good passer, a couple of real good passers right now. That line looks real confident, and uh, he's an individual, certainly is. Oilers head coach Todd McClellan as the Oilers beat the Red Wings 4-3 tonight to improve to 8-4-1. Chason gets his sixth, Kajula gets his fifth, Brodziak gets his first two of the year. Bertuzzi, DeKaiser, and Delarose scoring for the Red Wings. 780-496-0063. We have Christian on the line. Hi, Christian. Go ahead. Hey, Rob and Reeve. How's it going? Doing well. Good, good. Just wanted to get your opinion on our defense this year. I know, like, Larson and Kleffbaum have kind of... They were kind of the scapegoats last year, but Larson was, like, blocking everything today. Just wanted to get your opinion on the defense. And do you think it can hold up in the playoffs if we make it? Ooh, good question. Yeah, that's a long ways away, and, I, and who's to say this is the same defense they'll have at the end of the year as they have at the beginning of the year? It's funny you brought up Larson blocking shots. There was one shift that... He only gave him two blocked shots he, in the game. He, had, he blocked three in about 30 seconds, Yeah, it was three bang, bang, bang. Uh, so they sometimes miss it upstairs. Not in Edmonton, other rinks do, yes. but... Um, <laughs> I, 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 the defense has played well, and it was there was big question marks with Sekra being out again. Uh, they signed a couple guys in, and then what's the name of the guy they got rid of? They signed Yerbeck. Yerbeck. They were supposed to be here. He's supposed to be in their top six. He's gone. Uh, can Garrison play at this level with his foot speed? And he's still there, and he's still in the lineup. And, and, and tonight he didn't, up as well. Uh, yes, he didn't notice Garrison tonight, which is a good thing. That's the way you want. He scored a goal. Uh, last game, I think it was yep. on the power play. So, and Benning's doing better now, playing. Uh, he's healthier now, and they're playing him in the third pairing, which is where he's going to be more effective. And uh, we haven't taken any phone calls in the last three, four games about Benning because he's back playing the way he's capable of playing. So, uh, right now, I, their defense is, is playing well. I think Clefbaum has elevated his game. Uh, tonight, he's another 25 minute night for him. Uh, it, it's. I, I can't really find a lot of dents in this game, this team right now. This is what they put together in their last seven, eight games. They've played very well, and they're, they're getting all aspects of the games at some point has been stepped up, whether it be a defensive pairing making a big play, goalie making a big save, a fourth line doing something special, power play penalty killing. They're finding ways to win. So I think the playoffs is a long ways away to start thinking if this is a capable defense at that point. But I think right now the defense has not been a, a question mark that many people had thought. 
That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Jujar Kara had two assists tonight. You will hear from him when we get back. Oilers win 4-3 in Detroit. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. McDavid wins the faceoff. Kajula shoots and scores. 12 seconds into the game. Drake Kajula, his fifth goal inside of a week. And it's 1-0 Edmonton. A dozen seconds in. No one sat down yet. And the Oilers up by a goal. Quick start for the Oilers. Kajula gets his fifth. Chason gets his sixth. Brodziak gets his first two. And they win 4-3 in Detroit. How about it? The Oilers have won five straight on the road. Gary is on the line. Hi, Gary. Go ahead. Thanks. Good evening. Thanks, Reed. Rob. Sorry about that. I lost my, my uh, call earlier because my cell phone, my, when my phone died on me, but I called back. But thanks for taking my call again. Um, I, I just wanted to start by uh, saying this game was very close for comfort. Uh, we should have really put the boots to them and uh, uh, we dominated the ice play and the shot from goal. And we should have uh, won more than, than the score indicated. But they, they just will take it is. It's a win. It's a win. Um, the two goals that... that um, uh, let in wasn't his fault, really. They're just unusual goals, but uh, I think uh, that leads to my next question. With the back-to-back coming up Monday and Tuesday, uh, so my first question to you, gentlemen, is uh, who would you play? Uh, so watch it in on Monday and then Tuesday in Tampa Bay. And my uh, second question, because of the Eskimo game, I didn't hear the mystery player of the game for Monday no, morning. No, we didn't have one. Oh, okay. No face-off show, so no mystery player, buddy. Okay, no, no problem. I, I thought I made this here. But who would you play in the uh, the back to back coming up here Monday and Tuesday? Thank you. Well, we talked about it a little earlier. I, I think they'll go to the goalie coach. They'll talk to the goalie coach. Which team, which arena has Talbot had the most success against? He'll get that game. Koskinen will get the other game. They're going to split them anyways. So find out stat-wise which one's best for Talbot, and then go from there. All right, Brad texting in. He says the first, second, and fourth line seem to be set and doing well, along with the deep pairs and the goalies. However, third line power play not as good. What can we do about those? Note there is one commonality to the power play in the third line not doing well. Well, clearly. He's talking about Lucic, who uh, hopefully starts finding the score sheet uh, more often. Another texter says, guys, let me get this straight. When Detroit was a powerhouse team, they were in the same conference as the Oilers, and we played them four times a year. Now they're rebuilding, and we only get them twice. (laughs) Life ain't fair. Life just isn't fair. We'll get to Bob on the phone line when we get back. and uh, Oh, let's get to Jujar right now, actually. A good game for Kerry. He had two assists. Here he is. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, it started uh, from the first shift, our first line, uh, went out there and got us going, and uh, I think all four lines, all six defensemen and our goalie played really well tonight. Um, yeah, just, you know, we, we've we been kind of building momentum here coming into today, and, you know, it's nice when it comes together. Uh, dating back to the weekend, specifically Chicago, Connor McDavid called you guys the most effective line on the night. Have you guys really just been in a mojo since then, just kind of playing your game and keeping it simple out there? Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're trying to keep it simple I think you know we're we're learning off each other how each other plays so uh, the more we play I think um, the more effective we will be and uh, like I said you know it's a it's a team effort and uh, you know when we see the other three lines going we want to be a part of it as well two straight games for Miko Koskinen 23 stops again tonight one huge stop uh, what can you say about that save on the bench yeah uh, you know I was on the back check there that two on one and uh, you know it was, it's one of those saves where you see on sports not all the time 
Anaheim or, or TSN, but um, you know, to see it right there was it was amazing. Uh, I saw, I think it was for Cushado, he came over and gave uh, Miko a nice little tap. So, uh, you know, that respect, that respect he earned from that save, it, it was pretty cool to see. Uh, last five road games for you guys, five wins. So, what makes you guys so effective away from Rogers Place? Uh, you know what, I think, you know, we believe we're playing well this year. We, uh, you know, last year, nobody wants to have a year like that, uh, especially us. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the best coming to the rink when uh, you're knocked out of playoffs. So I think, uh, you know, all the guys are giving each other a chance in here to um, to put ourselves in a good position going into the postseason. So I know it's early, but uh, this, these are the points that count. Jujar Kara, good game for his line, along with Kyle Brodziak and Zach Cassian. Oilers beat the Wings 4-3. They've won five straight on the road. We'll get to Bob on the phone lines when we get back. It's 8:49. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 6:30 Chat. Final score tonight, Oilers 4, Red Wings 3, Edmonton now 8-4-1 on the season. The Oil Kings trail Swift Current 3-2 early in the third. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield up 2-0 on Texas after the first. Gambardella and Poli have the goals. And earlier today, the Eskimos 33-24 winners over Winnipeg. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and we have Bob on the line. Hi, Bob. Hello, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just wondering... Uh, Connor was picked 2015, uh, 2010 was Taylor, number one, Uh, 05, Crosby. Uh, Question being, uh, who was picked first in 2000? Oh, I got to double check because I don't remember all the drafts. Sorry? Oh, D. Pietro was first in 2000. He didn't turn out as well. Yeah, read a boring bad. I heard about this kid. He's not draft eligible. He's 16 uh, in the O uh, that uh, is really ripping it up, and uh, he, he, he'll, he'll be the number. He's a consensus number one in 2020. Uh, you hear anything about his name? Uh, I didn't catch. Uh, I've heard something about him that uh, he'll he'll be a good one. Uh, Lafreniere. He's, no, he's in I, Quebec. He'd, he'd be this year, though. He's staying 2020, so that's not next year's draft, the one after. I thought Lafreniere was for 2020. Because he's, he's, Hughes is this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Lafreniere. Yeah. That is, you're right. Lafreniere, he's the kid that played at the Ivan Halenka and was very, very good for yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, he is really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty and, sure and he's for 2020. Just about the Eskies. Sure. Uh, you know, Riley's taken a lot of beatings over the years. Uh if this could be his last game as an Eskimo, uh, where would be the best fit? And uh, before uh, I uh, say anything else, the last thing I have to say is uh, we could have just had Drew Tate. How confident are you if you found out that your starting quarterback is going to be Tim O'Brien next year? Oh, Danny O'Brien? Danny O'Brien. I, I wouldn't be very confident. I, I think the Eskimos would go sign one of the other free agent quarterbacks if Riley left, because there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, there's like four or five of the starters are, are potential free agents. I hope Riley stays, though, Bob. Thanks for calling. Oh, 
So do I. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, Rob, we're going to wind her down here uh, as the Oilers win 4-3 over the Detroit Red Wings. So they're getting some good goaltending. They're spreading the scoring around a little bit. They're limiting the the trauma Mm -hmm. in their their own end. So good signs, points in the bank. Now you keep working against Washington on Monday. And the Capitals... They do not have a great record. Uh, they've won fewer than half their games. They're, they're above 500 in, in points, but in pure wins, they've won fewer than half their games. They're not killing it. But they are still the defending Stanley Cup champions, and I think what they're finding out this year is everybody's up to play against you. And I think that is a huge thing that it's hard to overcome. And, and it'll take them a while to get back to the to get their swagger back, but you don't want their swagger to come back hard against you. So I think the Edmonton Oilers just got to keep doing what they're doing. And they're doing it well right now. Another road win. Uh, keep this streak alive. You can get more on both the Oilers and Eskimos victories today by going to 630ched.com. The next Oilers broadcast is Monday at Washington, 3.30 in the afternoon for the face-off show. The game will start at 5 and uh, keep it on 6.30, Chad, and check the website for more on the Eskimos. They will have their uh, good old garbage bag day tomorrow and the uh, final media availabilities of the season for Sunderland and Moss. And, of course, if any news happens with them in the days to come, we'll have it for you on 6.30, Chad. When you go to bed, move your clocks back an hour. It is that time of year. Fall back. Move your clocks back an hour before you go to bed. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, and to our chief engineer, Mike Evans. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center. Oilers win it 4-3 in Detroit. Off the draw, centering pass. Here's Brodzak. Shoots and scores. Set up by Kara. And Edmonton extends to a 4-2 lead. The fourth line, and Kyle Brodziak has struck again. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.